Yeah, um, I don't know Alana J-Lo about the black bean brownies, but you say your sister likes them. Um, I think she may have made them because she was experimenting with some black bean recipes once. I have to ask her about that, which I actually have to call her today. Yep. We just finished having leftovers for breakfast. We made tostadas. Mm-hmm. And really good, too. Yes. Now you are wondering what to have for dinner tonight. Yeah, there, there's some there's some options I have. What are you considering? Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I do like eggs, so I might have some of those. Um, or maybe I'll have breakfast for dinner and I'll have waffles. Ew. What? I'm not a big breakfast person. Ew. Yeah. I would recommend taking some of those beans, mm -hmm. heating them up, throwing in a little bit of kale, maybe some cheese, and mixing in a little bit of tomato sauce with them. The the, the sauce that we made last night for the pizza. Really? I was going to use it for something else. Really? Well, what you could do mm -hmm. is you could use that sauce, because I know you have some instant rice in there. I and do. you can mix it in with that and flavor it, and then throw the beans over it with a little bit of cheese. Oh, you mean to cook all that with the cheese in it? Yeah. And then just top it off with kale? Mm-hmm. That might be an idea. Yes, babe, boys. I don't know. I'll see. What did you think of the way the pizza turned out last night? Oh, so good. I was in love with that butter sauce. Well, in love uh, metaphorically. Oh, good. Not really in love with the sauce. But I left there. the room for a minute and I was afraid you were going to cheat on me with the butter sauce. The butter sauce is only to be enjoyed uh, in that moment. It's also super easy to make, too. It's so good. It's just butter, olive oil, a little bit of salt, and a little bit of garlic. And it just permeates throughout the crust. Yeah. I mean, you just put it on a low heat on the stove until the butter melts. Didn't you say something like you should have waited until putting the butter sauce on? Or what was it? Because it... Because you you said you could have you could have uh, waited a little longer for that or what was what was that you were saying? I don't remember saying that last night. What I remarked was I wish I had like one of those small paint brushes. Oh, those yes yes. And then I would have dipped it in the butter sauce. Like maybe I would have poured the sauce in a bowl, dipped the brush in, and then just you know put it on like painted the sides of the pizza crust. Right. Because I'm not the best at pouring. Yeah. And I think that would have added a little something to it. Oh, it Instead still just did, though. pouring and, like, getting some on the <laughs> toppings. Yeah. Well, whatever you... Well, even if you did pour it on, it still was really, really good. I'm glad you liked it, babe. I was a little mm -hmm. sad that we were low on ice cream last night, but we made it work. Well, we had the rest of the ice cream to, to eat. I mean, it wasn't a lot because we already had some the week before, but... You know, I can get more ice cream. These are hard times, babes. I think you should do that for next weekend. I think you should get more ice cream. For this week, I, I agree. Yeah. I'll buy some more ice cream for myself this week. No, you could buy some ice cream with Bonita Hill. But oh. then it would melt. Oh. Yeah, see, it makes more sense to buy my, more ice cream for my place. And then on Friday, you get some more for here. You know, you could buy some snacks and bring some over, you know. You I bought snacks for you, babe. When? We've done Walmart orders uh, through my account here. That's true, but I mean, you can actually bring snacks from your house. But my bags are, my, I like to travel with one <laughs> bag, if at all possible, and my backpack is usually full when I come over here. 
Well, you could just like, you know, I don't know, put a few small items in a in a Ziploc bag and share some with me. What I order stuff from Walmart for you, babe. Yes, I know that, and that, and I appreciate it. But it's not the same as actually making room in my bag that doesn't. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it isn't as if I'm not able, it isn't as if I'm able to go to your house and eat all your food. No, either. I know. But I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm buying, I buy food for you sometimes, babe, and sometimes it includes snacks. Yes, I know, bubs, I know. But it's not I, the I, same as taking food out of my refrigerator and making room for them in my Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. I love you, Jeez. I love you, too. I'm just saying, Bubs. Yes. It's something to consider, J-Lo. No, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not appreciative. Of course I am. No, I'm just saying I don't see why bringing food from my house is any better than ordering from Walmart. Mm. But that's just my thing, babe, boss. You're weird one, Hammond. Oh, you're weird old j <laughs> Okay. Uh, you got a little worked up last night, but we'll get to that in a minute. I don't know that we have to tell anybody about that one. Oh, we're, are we not allowed to talk about, am I not allowed to talk about that? If you say well, I'm not allowed to talk about that. Well, I mean, I just don't know that it's worth talking about. That's what I mean. I okay. mean, we ought to talk about all the times that I get worked up because there are times that I'm not very happy. I'll just say that there are times I'm not very happy with him. Can we talk about? <laughs> no. <laughs> this one was on my phone. Can we no. talk about what happened in the kitchen or no? With olives or no? With the olives? Yeah. Rem- you didn't... No, oh no, I can explain that. Okay. Okay, I wasn't trying to be snippy, but somebody accused me of being snippy without asking if I was really snippy. And I I asked... So I was trying to open the lid to the can of olives, and I opened it on the wrong side, not realizing I opened it on the wrong side. And I said, look at this, and I... I meant to say, could you please look at this, but it ended up coming out. Look at this, look at this, please. And he thought I was upset with him. And I said, well, I actually wasn't upset. I just wanted you to look at something, and it just came out like that. But he never asked me until after the fact. And then this morning we were in the kitchen, and I said, babe, could you get me something? You're like, I'm in the middle or something. No, I said, hold on, one thing at a time. (laughs) What, can I not say hold on one thing you at can. a time? You can, but if you say, hey, babe, could you, could you hold on a minute? I mean, we're uh, that's not... What I, that's what I did, but you just took it the wrong way. No, no, but I mean, we're not in a, in a like, um, a service kitchen. We're not making food for tons of people. It's just the two of us. No, I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, I think sometimes you misread me and you don't ask until after it happens. Maybe that's true. Okay, you need a kiss. I'm yeah. just... No, and I'm not, I'm not upset, by the way. I'm okay. not... Well, you need a kiss. Why? Because you do. Mm. Mm. Okay, stop. Stop. Oh, <laughs> stop it. What? You don't like when I do that? It's weird. Okay. I'm a little bit strange. <laughs> yes, you are. But that's what makes me unique, babe. Yeah. Yes. Well, we're we, everyone is strange in their own way. Mm-hmm. And that does all. That also includes you. What yeah. You say? But I'm the normal one. Like, oh, what else? You you can say that all you want to, but what else? Oh my goodness! What do you have to say? Yes. J Lo. Yes. We watched. <laughs> yeah. Some episodes of DS Nine yesterday. Oh yes, we did. Tell me about the one with Worf. Hmm. Okay. T- remind me about that one. Is that the one where he's um, fighting to be uh, fighting for the respect of the the House of Martok? That's you're close. 
That's the one where Martok gets an order to command a Klingon vessel. Oh, yes. And Worf gets transferred aboard. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, Because I forgot... So I was thinking about the episode where Martok... uh, You know, where the um, Martok wasn't found out to be... um, Was later found out to be a changeling. He wasn't the real Martok. And the crew on DS9 had to dress and act like Klingons to fight the Klingons. Right. And uh, while they're fighting the Klingons, Worf or Odo, Odo discovers. Re- discovers that Martok is really a changeling. There's a, I forgot how he finds that out, but he's a changeling. Um, so I wasn't sure what to think about Martok. I thought he was... This, this episode takes place on the one that we watched yesterday after him and Bashir... Garrick and Worf were rescued from the Dominion prisoner camp. Right, uh-huh. And, um, and so I wasn't sure about Martok, but um, he was transferred aboard. Dax went on with him as his um, first officer. She was a science officer, actually. Well, she was a... You know what I mean. Do you want to... No, no, wanna go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, babe. Go ahead. You've been doing that lately. Sorry, babe. It's kind of annoying. Dax was the first officer. Keep going. Yes. Keep going, babes. Yeah, she was a she was a science officer. Excuse me, first science officer or whatever it is, and um, and so uh, Martok Martok wasn't taking charge of his crew, and the crew the crew has been kind of you know not doing anything. It's been a uh, you know Martok's been stagnant. The crew hasn't been doing anything, and Worf is trying to get him to be a leader to the crew. Am I right? Basically, because this ship hasn't won any battles in the last seven months. And if you know anything about Klinger... About Klinger? Klinger. You said Klinger. <laughs> I know someone whose last name is Klinger. Nice. If you know anything about Klingons, they believe that there's a lot of honor in battle, so they like to fight and win. And this crew has been denied victory so many times that they're downtrodden, very depressed, and it comes out in the form of anger. And Martok denies them a few victories. In the and, they, they, and they, and they, and they, um, you know, they laugh, but they, you know, because they haven't um, laughed in a long time and they haven't had a good time in a long time. Um, so, Worf has to get Klingon, uh, Klingon, <laughs> Worf has to get, um, Martok to stand up and be a leader for his crew, so he fights him, and Worf, uh, lets Martok injure him, am I right? Keep going, you're doing well, babe. Yeah, and, uh, well, actually, I want you to, I want you to, um, to continue on. They win a battle. Return to the station. Martok approaches Worf while they are hanging out in Quarks and says, you know, I wasn't sure if you were my friend, but you proved it to me back then. They talk for a minute, and then he's like, I know you're from the House of Moog, but the House of Martok would like to have you as a member. And that's where the episode ends. I thought that was great. Yeah. I thought that was great, because not only did um, Martok and Worf make up, now Worf is a part of Martok's house, mm-hmm. and and is now respected by Martok and the crew. I really like 
General Martok. I think he's a great character on the show. Yeah, now now I'm starting to think of him in a different light. Yeah, he, he's really good for the show. Yes. I enjoy this episode a lot. One thing that keeps coming up in my mind with DS9, and it's, it's a complaint, but I don't know if it's a valid one or not. They always make Jadzia the most intelligent person in the room. At least that's the impression I get. You're, I think uh, you're spot on, actually. Yeah, because he always knows about Klingon culture. She does. She's partying with the Ferengis, and she's really good at all their games. Yeah, she knows the inside jokes or the inside stuff about the food, and, you know, she's been to several places, you know, Yemek sauce. You know, now we know it's a, it's a uh, I think it's a, a Klingon sauce. I thought it was Ferengi, but regardless... It's of, either Ferengi or... Cl- Cl- I can't remember. Klingon okay. or Ferengi. Whichever it is. I can not I can never keep up. That's not relevant at the moment. It's not. Do you think that it's a good thing that Jadzia is portrayed as being so wise and brave? Because she is a character who has over 300 years of memories that she can use as... As, ref, as a point of reference, where most people only have their l- lifetime? Or do you think that they, the writers go overkill with making her seem too knowledgeable about things? No, I don't think so. I think that there's a reason why she's like that. Because of the, uh, the, the, the years of memories that were carried on by um, her, her previous hosts, I think. Nice, babe. I think, I, no, I don't think it's overkill at all, really. I think she's supposed to be that way. Okay, sometimes I question that, but overall it works for me. But I mean, I mean, ooh, ooh table. No, that's the stopper of the, okay. the door stopper. But I mean, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not really a Star Trek person, but, and you would know more about, uh, you would know more about Jadzia than I would. Mm-hmm. But I, I like that she's really smart. I like that. Good. I don't, I don't think anything's wrong with that. I would tell you this on the list of characters on the show she's not one of my favorites she's near the bottom really yes huh that's interesting why is that is it because she she's too smart or what well it's the complaint i just said they always try to make her seem like either the most intelligent or the bravest person in the room Mm. and sometimes it feels like oh guys you're just this is overkill interesting yeah well i will say this i do like major kira better i think I think Kira is such a, a more in-depth character than Dax. Oh, Major Kira's a badass. I love Major Kira on this show. Now, the actress who plays Dax was really good in a movie that we are not going to watch. Um, and it's considered a bad movie, but it's a guilty pleasure of mine. I love this film, and it's called Hellraiser 3. Okay. Um, I'm not interested in watching any Hellraiser movies. She plays a reporter in that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's... My favorite of the first three Hellraiser movies, but it's objectively the worst one in the series. Okay. Yeah. In, in the first three. I know they made many, many sequels, but I stopped watching after that one. But didn't you say um, the third one was like is kind of fun, more funny than scary? Yes. And, but I believe that the first one and the, and the sequel, mm-hmm. Hellraiser 2, were meant to be more dark. And Pinhead was the villain, right? Correct. In the second one? In all of them. In all of them, okay. Yes. And Pinhead is a is a demon. Yeah, that is correct, ma'am. And <laughs> and why is he called Pinhead? He has all these like weird pins sticking out of his head. 
Ew. Yeah. But yeah, Jadzia Dax fought against, or the actress who played her fought against Pinhead and J.P. Monroe. and That was Terry... Uh, Farrell, is it? Farrell? Something like Farrell? that. Farrell? I don't know. I could have it wrong. I could never figure out if it's Farrell or Farrell now. Yeah. Uh, depending on who it is you're talking to. I don't know. She was also halfway decent on the show Becker. Okay, I think it's possible I did see it, but I didn't know that it was Ted Danson on Becker. Because I think um, Becker had this girlfriend um, whose name was Chris. And um, people thought that she was too nice. And it, this is like, an, I think it, this might have been, may have been the later seasons of Becker. I didn't watch all of the show. In 2002, I was living in Portland. And they used to show Becker at night. So I, I watched a couple episodes here and there, but I never got really, uh, you know, obsessed with the series or anything. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I believe I used to watch Becker and um, a little bit of Just Shoot Me. Okay. That was with um, Wendy Malick, who, the, the famous, uh, talented Wendy Malick. Bojack's mom. Yeah, I don't think Beatrice of, Horseman. I don't think of her as crazy Beatrice. See, that's how I think of her. I think of her as Beatrice Horseman and Judith from Dream On. Well, she was also um she, she was also Marty on on um or not Marty, um she was also uh uh the girlfriend on uh Fraser. Uh what was her name? Ronnie on Fraser. Yeah. But I don't I she's a lot she's in a lot of things. She's done a lot of voice um overs for different cartoons and yeah, but we all. But know. I don't think of Both her as I don't. Stuff. I don't think of her as crazy Beatrice. Or do you have? Oh, you're not that far uh, into the show. No, uh, I haven't. I haven't. Okay, I there's some of... questions about Beatrice. I want to ask you once you've watched more of BoJack. Yeah. Yes. But Wendy Malick. So there's one I didn't like. Just shoot me, shoot me that much. But there is an episode that I thought was really funny. Which one? You know, Dave Foley guest starred as mm-hmm. a blind guy. Oh, no, I, I don't remember that one. You have to, I have to refresh my memory on that. Okay, so I'm normally bad at character names anyway. Mm-hmm. But with Just Suit Me, I've maybe seen less than 10 episodes. So I'm going to be even worse. So mm-hmm. he goes to their office. I guess they publish a magazine? Yeah. I okay. Think they, or they're, yeah, that's, they're a news uh they're a news uh, room or something, or like something like that. Got it. So he goes to their headquarters, and he's looking for Wendy Malick. He can't find her, and he's this blind guy. I think her name was I think her name was Nina or something. Okay. He can't find her, and this young lady, uh, Laura Flynn Boyle, is there. So he starts starts talking to her, and he says, "Oh, I think that maybe she's not interested in me because I, I'm blind." Is this the Becker episode, or is this this um, is just shoot me, babe? Just shoot me, okay. Yes, because you said there was a... okay. <laughs> no, but there's a Becker. Okay, that was a different one. Yes. Okay, go on, go on. Okay, he's like, I, I don't think she likes me because I'm blind. Yeah. She's like, oh, that is so rude of her. Mm-hmm. Would you like to go out on a date? He says, oh, I'm blind, but yeah, let's go out on a date. <laughs> Okay, she runs into Wendy Malick later on, and Lenny, Wendy Malick's like, no, I didn't dump him because he's blind. I dumped him because that's the only thing he ever talks about is being blind. <laughs> so Laura Flynn Boyle, uh, LFB, mm-hmm. went out to the movies with him, mm-hmm. and he starts yelling at the other p- patrons about how I'm blind, and this <laughs> is... Uh, 
this is, you know, horrible for my people to see these depictions and I can't tell what's going up on the screen and my life is horrible because I'm a blind guy. So, so he protests pretty much. He's just yelling in the theater and people start to get up and walk out of the theater. Mm-hmm. So she's embarrassed. But she agrees to go out on another date with him. Oh, jeez. Keep in mind, I saw this episode <laughs> about 18 years ago and I only watched it once. So I might be getting this a little bit wrong. Mm-hmm. But... I believe their next date was at his apartment, Mm -hmm. and they were cooking together, but he kept bringing up his blindness and (laughs) messing things up in the kitchen. (laughs) She eventually just walked out the door. I thought that was great. Oh, that is so funny. That cracked me up. Um, There was another, there was a Golden Girls episode about, um, there were actually two Golden Girls episode dealing, two Golden Girls episodes dealing with blindness. We talked about the one with Rosa's sister. Yeah, there was another one where Blanche um, meets a guy who is blind, and she decides that she wants to keep her options open and not date him, uh, but date other people. Well, I, I guess um, what happens is, is she meets him at the restaurant, and she finds out that he is going on a date with another woman. And she, in turn, is jealous because, you know, they, they didn't ha- make, um, they didn't commit to each other. They were just kind of seeing where, you know, testing the waters. But she was thinking that he was going to stick around for her after she realized that she was being a bonehead and uh, wanted to give him another chance. And then he ended up dating somebody else and she was super jealous. But the the one about um, the, the Just Shoot Me episode is hilarious. Do you think, and, and here's, a, here's a blindness question for you. Tell me. Because there are, there are people in the sighted world through maybe no fault of their own. Maybe it's because they were not educated a lot, you know, about the, about the, the issue of blindness. And maybe it's just that they're not around blind people every day, right? Um, and I understand that some, some people... Um, really focus on a person's blindness without even realizing that the the person, a blind person can have a life. Do you think there are blind people that do the same thing? They focus on their own blindness and they expect people to cater to them? Of course, yeah. That happens a lot. Okay. We know a few people like that. Mm. I think we do. Yeah. Like they, they, they continue to play the victim... Instead of being the victor. They're not the hero of their own story, as Joe Rogan might say. Right. They're just continuing on in their victimization. Mm-hmm. It's so it's it's so sad. But I mean it's I think it's it's interesting because I think it's one thing for a sighted person to focus on the blindness of a blind person because they don't understand. Either they don't understand blindness or they're not they're they're not willing to understand it, and then it's there's another thing for a blind person to keep on focusing on their own blindness. I'm of two minds on something like this. Okay. Okay, so the blind person probably was told throughout their childhood that they can't do certain things because they're blind, right? Yes. By their parents mm-hmm. and society. Yes. And they weren't given feasible alternatives to how to do things. Yeah. So, naturally, they think all of the world doesn't believe that they can ever accomplish anything, so they start to believe it. Which makes a lot of sense. Right. Having said that, 
at some point when you become an adult, mm -hmm. I think you need to question things a little bit. And, it, and I don't know what point it is, but it kind of starts to reflect badly on you mm -hmm. and not on the people who raised you. Exactly. If you're like 40 and still living at home. and Right. And you've never lived on your own a day in your life. Right. And you, not only that, but you can't travel well. You're not, you know, you don't really do anything. You don't you don't travel at all. In fact, you don't cook. You, you don't cook by yourself at all. Right, right. Mm -hmm. you or you wouldn't even try. Right. You don't know technology at all. At some point, you got to take some personal responsibility. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And um, I, yeah, it's it, and and I'm and I know a lot of people like that. Um, but I wonder. I I just wonder sometimes what's going through a sighted person's head. I can only guess. Because there are some people that are like, wow, you're just so amazing. You, you, you can do all these things. And I'm like, well, I've done them before. I do them, I do them all the time. What makes it different now? <laughs> you know, it's like, what makes it different now? I mean, it's no, it's, it's no more better than the way that a sighted person does things, except they can use their eyes. Um, but I always wondered about that. I mean, sometimes I, I, um, have, has this ever happened to you? Has this ever happened to you? Maybe. You'll have to tell me a scenario. I'll, so I'll just say that there are times where I would go to parties that I was invited to or, or what, what have you. Not snuck into, no. I didn't crash any parties. That I was invited to by people I know. And um, they, never they never introduced me as a blind person. But they make it known that that's what I am, and they say, "Oh, and this is such, and this is our, you name it." And she is living in an apartment, and they're and they're listing all these accomplishments, mm -hmm. right? And you know what? It drives me crazy because I kind of feel like I'm being put on display. Has this ever happened to you? Not in that way, but it's. I want to give an oh. example and see if if it's it's not the same thing. I've never had it where I go to a party and somebody says Rick lives on his own, and oh, you know he's so efficient. You know, right? <laughs> I don't think it's I've, happened to me. Many I don't times. think I've had that happen. I've had other things. So I was hanging out in Boulder with some friends of mine. Mm -hmm. One of them was sighted, but he had sleep shades on okay. because he wanted okay. to experience blindness, and the other two were blind. Right. We go to this place called Lark Burger, which has this really good mushroom boulder. Uh, mushroom burger. Mushroom boulder? Mushroom boulder. <laughs> I know, I know. That's a good name for a burger, though, the mushroom boulder. Right. This is a mushroom burger. Anyways. Sounds we're, good. We're eating at Lark Burger, and this lady comes to our table, and she says, uh, excuse me, I don't mean to be rude, and my buddy says to her, but you're going to be. I don't want to say any names. This is the guy I know from Georgia. Oh, okay. You is, know who I'm talking about. I, I do? Yes. It, you, we had a dinner for him when he came to visit us like a year and a half ago. I don't want to say his name. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I love I'll, this person. But, I'll, was, get, I'll, 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 get to the, I'll, I'll get to that uh, later on. But. I just wanted to give you some point of reference so you know who said I'll, I'll it. I'll, I'll, um, um, after this episode, I'll uh, talk to you about that. But okay, go on. Anyways. So he says to her, 
So he says to her, but you are going to be rude. And then they kind of start getting into it because he already knows that she's more interested in our blindness than who we are as people. And that's why she's coming over to us. Yes. At one point, I could sense that he's losing interest in the conversation. So I start to engage her. Mm -hmm. By then, I already know that she's typical bolder person. She's a massage therapist. And she has a client who is blind, Mm -hmm. who she refers to as her sightless Jedi. (laughs) Oh, of all the things you could call somebody. Oh, my goodness. She has a son who I'm guessing is around 15, and he's being very quiet and standing away from his mom. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, this is before I knew J-Lo, I thought to myself, this kid is going to grow up to be a diehard Trump supporter. With the way he's being raised, but anyway. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! That's 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 fighting words. Anyway, I, I'm not in the mood to tickle right now, but okay, it's good. fighting words. I'm glad you're not. So we keep talking, and eventually, you know how I can be a little bit sarcastic. Yeah, you always are. Thank you. And no, that's not a compliment. Oh, it is. I think so it's. I think it's something you need to work on. Oh, I don't. Anyway, so I'm talking to her, and I wanted to end this, but I wanted to do it in kind of a fun way. So I'm like. Listen, I, I know I'm an asshole and that upsets people, but if you have a set shit fetish, then this thing could work. And she starts to laugh a little bit. And then I say, I think we should have a group hug. Oh, no. Because things got a little bit tense. Oh, 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 yes. I think you may have told me this part. Okay, so this is about <laughs> one in the afternoon at Lark Burger in Boulder. There's, it's not completely packed, but there's a good amount of people. My friend from Georgia does not get up for the group hug, but my other-sighted female friend, and my, my sightless, my blind female friend, <laughs> and my sighted fem- male friend both get up, and the four of us have a group hug in the middle of Larkburger. Why did you say no? I'm just kidding. I wanted to see what what happened. Yeah, but you but you didn't mean it, right? I mean, you you were just trying to. I didn't just, think that she. Did, I didn't think that she'd go along with the group hug, but she did. She didn't say, "Are you serious? You no, really want?" No, she's like, "Okay, let's do a group hug." Where you could have just said, "Wait, wait, I was just kidding. I was just kidding. I I didn't know that you were going to actually do that." I believe my buddy from Georgia was a little bit annoyed at this. <laughs> I would be too. That would be very embarrassing. Yes. I'm, I'm sorry. I would, I, at the, at that time, I, you know, if I was over there at some kind of a, <laughs> some kind of a situation, I'd be like, um, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go. <laughs> I'm just now, really embarrassed. That's different than your story at the party. Mm-hmm. And this has happened to me many times. Right. I, I think now, now keep in mind, I think the people that I was with, and I won't mention who they were. Um, I think they're starting to realize how annoying that is. I hope so. Because one of them asked me one day, do you not, do you not like it when we talk about you like that? I said, no, I don't. Because I feel like I'm in a display case. What was their response to you? I think, I think she understood. I think she's starting to understand because... It's, it's really, I mean, it's almost patronizing. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's like, oh my goodness, this is so-and-so. Oh, I heard so much about you. They've told me so much about you and how efficient you are and how independent you are. And I'm like, why does everybody I have to... I don't know the same Alana I know. <sighs> that was a joke, babes. That came out wrong. Give me a kiss, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love you, J-Lo. 
Yeah, well, we had to hope. Keep going. But anyway, um, I think I would hope that they would, they are, they are into, they are sensitive to that because it really, I mean, I've, I've had that happen to me for as long as I can remember, I think. You know, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think more so since I've gotten older, since I started living on my own, it's, um, it's been, you know, I've, I've had that happen more times, you know, and I'm just like, ugh. You know, why doesn't anybody say, oh, yeah, this, um, this sighted guy or this, this sighted girl is just so efficient. You should do that once. Yeah, I, maybe I should. I should say, oh, oh, yeah, and, and um, you know, if, if, they ever, if that ever happened again, it's like, yeah, and um, this person can uh, get up at the right time and they know when, they know when their oven timer is, uh, has preheated their oven. <laughs> they have their own place. Yeah, they, they can clean with the best of ease. <laughs> Their apartment is always spotless. They know how to drive a car. Good for them. Good. They can put on their own clothes. You could pat them on the head. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like that sometimes, but it's really, you know, I just want to run out of the, I just feel like I want to run out of the room and not, not come back for a while because I don't want people to just focus on on that it's a common thing for people with disabilities it's such a common thing it's i don't know that it will ever end but i would hope that i would hope that um since there are you know the blind community is you know there are a lot of people in the blind community i would hope that people would start to uh, wake up a little bit i want to tell one more story that you might not even know okay this happened to me last year I was not there. No. Obviously not. Okay. As you are aware, before the pandemic hit, I used to go ecstatic dancing fairly regularly. Yeah. Okay. So it's after a session of doing that, my energy levels up, and I go with a friend of mine. We both know this person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To get something to eat. Yeah. We're hanging out and this girl comes in, and she immediately starts giving me attitude. And she's like really cool with my friend, and I, I just can't figure it out. Yeah. I also speak with my hands. Yes, you do. Right. There's a candle on the table, but it's a ways away from where my hand is. And she just like grabs my hand. There's a candle nearby. And for some reason that really, really upset me. And but I immediately like yanked my hand away from her and I'm like, I got it. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't feel rude like I was rude afterwards, but I've had situations to where Somebody will say something like that, and I'll do it like a quick response, and then I'll, it'll stay in my head for a long time later. Like, did I react correctly in that situation? Yeah. Well, I think, so I go back and forth with this, because there are times where I, um, I feel like I should have done something. But there are times where I'm like, you know what? I'm glad I didn't do anything, because that wasn't the right time. But I think there are times where you do have to you do have to stand up to yourself, stand up for yourself, no matter how uncomfortable it is, if you feel like it's necessary. But the fact that you took initiative, I think is, um, is good because then it, it, did she ever do it again? No, but I only met her that one time. So she was giving you attitude as far as like trying to treat you like you couldn't do anything. Just giving me attitude. I was noticed she was saying these little remarks. And of course I, I'm not remembering them right now. Well, uh, a point, a point directly at you, right? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, 
But yeah. And that is rude. That people is rude. are just really rude. People can be rude sometimes, babe. They are very rude. And and there are times where I mean, seriously, I you know, I am not I am not the most confrontational person because I don't like to confront people. Um but I just uh you know, I kinda go back and forth with it. I really hmm. do. Yeah. Interesting to you was. Yeah, so um yeah, it's uh you know uh, as 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 people have said, the saga continues. I guess that is correct, Fables. <laughs> <laughs> Alana. Yes. We also watched the season finale mm-hmm. of Deep Space Nine. Oh, it was really good. Season five ended. Yes. What did you think of the way it closed out? Well, it's definitely a cliffhanger. I will say. And I've already told you the cliffhanger. Does not get resolved in the first episode of the next year. No, I didn't think so. But but when the sixth season begins, there's still uh, the crew is still off of Deep Space Nine. Is that right? Correct. And they're on the Defiant, and they're fighting a war. And they don't get back to to. They eventually get back to Deep Space Nine, but it's not in the first episode. Okay. Um, and then some. Some of the crew is on Be- is on Bajor. Nah. Uh... Rom's wife, Lita, went to Bayshore. Right. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about the episode? Maybe not give everything away. Well, so they're in a war against the Dominion. Correct. Uh, Because there was like a whole bunch of ships coming in from the wormhole. And they they had to act quickly. And the only way that this could be done is the crew had to leave on the Defiant. Um, to get out of Deep Space Nine because it wasn't safe. Some people stayed back. Um, Jake Sisko stayed back. I don't know why, but I guess, you know, Benjamin couldn't really do anything. Ben was pissed about that, though. You I would, tell. you know what? I would be upset too, though. Yeah. Why would he, why would he think that writing was more important than trying to defend, um, your space station? Then, then leaving the space station. Uh, then, then leaving the space station. I, Having been Jake's age and obsessed with poetry at the time, I get where he's coming from, but he definitely made the wrong decision. In my yeah, opinion. and he's and you know keep in mind. I mean, he was a very he was very young at the time, so of course young people make dumb decisions sometimes, and they just don't think think things through. So I kind of get that, but I'm sure he'll come to that realization in no time. But um, and then Quark had to watch his bar, which I guess. You know, he cared more about profits, as usually does. Um, I honestly don't understand something, though. Tell me. I mean, I know that Rom wanted to look out for his brother, but why did he have to do that when he already got married? He should have been with his wife on Bajor. That was part of the reason he was saying was to help Quark out. But remember, he's also a spy for the Federation. And he wants to help out against the Dominion. Because it's not that Quark isn't a good guy, but Quark is a... He's a good guy. You know what I mean? Like, he's good, but he, he have, he's not he has, the best He's person. questionable. Yeah. Rom has stronger morals. Yes, so he does. He, he's partially saying back to help his brother, but he's also wants to help the Federation because he believes that they are on the right side of history. Right. Okay. But he doesn't want to be with his wife. He does want to be with his wife, but Rom serves a greater good. Well, I mean, I understand. Okay, okay. So I understand that. Okay. So he had to... He had to keep her protected and also keep the 
keep these uh, the Federation protected. Yeah, and you got to understand something. Yeah. Lita is pretty much safe. She's yeah. a Bajoran going to her home planet, and Cisco convinced the, the Bajoran leaders to join the Dominion because he wanted to keep Bajor safe. Okay. And the Federation is not going to attack Bajor because they know why Bajor is part of the Dominion. Oh, to protect the Federation. The the so Baj so the Federation now has a has a friend that is in the Dominion, which can be very helpful. Okay. Right? Because they can get intelligence from Bajor. Oh, okay. Okay, so Bajor is kind of like a a, a, a spy. Yes, exactly. To help the Federation, even though they're part of the Dominion. They're not only helping the Federation, but they're also staying safe because the, the Dominion is not going to attack one of their own. Okay, I see. Okay, so yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I thought, you know, I understood, I understand now about um, Rom's situation, but I never understood the thing about Jake's situation. I get uh, it. I don't agree with it, but I do understand Jake. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was a really good episode in that, um, Worf's and Dax were, Worf and Dax were talking about the future of their relationship because they didn't know, you know, what was going to happen. And Odo and Kira were kind of examining things about their somewhat, you know, interaction with each other that they had to focus on it. And then after that happens then they can talk about other stuff. After the war is over. After the war is over, yeah. Or at least further along. Because he's because they they decided okay, well we'll just you know we'll just uh, focus on this and you know because then it won't be so weird between us. And without spoiling too much, I did tell you that in the episode where by the time when they take back DS Nine, mm-hmm. the Federation, a character you know dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. 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 I thought it'll just be something for you to look forward to, Bagels. Oh my goodness! I don't like looking forward to people dying. Yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying, babes. I don't look forward to anybody dying. <laughs> I like though that in Star Trek, sometimes people die. Yeah, well, it does. Yeah. It does. You know, put a lot of um. Oh, what do you call it? It does. It does give the story the the, the show a lot more. Um, Meaning and you know substance. Yes. 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 I'm yes. glad you're enjoying DS9 still. I am. Yeah. I don't understand why people are saying it's a horrible show. It's not. It's great. It's amazing. It's so. It really gets you to think about a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even as it relates to, you know, the the Deep Space Nine world. Even if we don't live in the Deep Space Nine society. But Star Trek has always been an allegory for other things, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not just that it's about Deep Space Nine. It's, it's not, it doesn't really make you think about warp speed. Right. But it makes you think about what we talked about the other day, PTSD, mm-hmm. or compromising yourself. Or um, religious, uh, re- religious zeal. Exactly. Yeah. And how people can be zealots, but for the wrong reasons. Babes? Yes. We also watched a couple films last night. Oh, we gotta talk about that. Oh, yes. Let's start with Inner Space. Okay, I really did like Inner Space, but I'm not like a, a like a huge sci-fi person, honestly. In general, I thought there was a lot of funny things in it, but I thought it was really weird. 
really weird. It was kind of, it was it was a little bit strange how the story unraveled. And you may have noticed from spending some time around me, JLo, that um, I like weird movies. Yeah. And sometimes I kind of, I'm like, okay, okay, it's an acquired taste. I mean, it's not, it wasn't a bad movie by any means. It's actually really good. Um, I think, I thought it was very funny how, um, <laughs> how the, the way that, um, Dennis Quaid was shrunk, was shrunken and injected into Martin Short's body. That was cool. That was really funny. Very odd, but very funny. Um, and how he was able to talk to Martin Short, how he was able to see the pictures and his that that he had at his house, and seeing Martin Short's place and looking at the doctor that was treating him and everything, because Martin Short thought he was going crazy. <laughs> and who wouldn't think they were going crazy if some weird person was talking to you from your ear? Right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you be like, I I can't I can't believe I'm hearing this. I am going crazy. What is wrong with me? And so, am I correct, my dear? Go am ahead. I correct? Am I correct that when he was in Martin Schurz's body, he had a computer um, computing device that was computing where he was in the in the his body and yeah. and um, transporting him there, right? Yeah, it was like a navigation system. That was kind of cool, actually. It was. I like the movie. Um, there are definitely some flaws I have with it, though. I would imagine. We haven't talked about this. Can you guess what one of them is? Or do you just want me to tell you? Uh, about the fact that he was supposed to be in a rabbit's body? That's part of it, but I, I could even go there with it. There's something I'm thinking about that happened later on in the movie. Okay. Do you want me to just tell you? Yes. Okay. Martin Short kisses Meg Ryan. Okay, this is weird, yes. And Dennis Quaid goes into her body. That's weird. It made me think, well, why didn't Martin Short just spit out Dennis Quaid? I know. <laughs> I know. Why does it have to be like that? Because, and why would he have to go into her body? I don't want to make excuses for myself, Alana. Yes. But the last time I saw this movie, and I didn't watch it all the way through, I was only six years old. Well, how could you? How could you know that? I how mean, how could I know? How could you know? There's some. There's some movies I watched parts of, and I was still very little, and I didn't understand it. If I would have watched this movie, like recently, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have shown it to you or not. Really? Yeah. Well, okay. So I didn't understand that part, and I and I would agree with that you on that flaw, because, I mean, I suppose that if he didn't go into her body, he wouldn't have found out that she was pregnant with his child. Okay, but. Right. Which they never address again in the movie. They never address again. They, you know, I'm like, what? What does that have to do with anything? I don't understand. I mean, why does he even have to go in there? I mean, he could. She could have told him. Oh, by the way, I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> <laughs> she could. He didn't have to go in there. You know, I don't know. I mean, and then the fact that he went in there just by, just by her kissing Martin Short, that that doesn't. I don't understand it. No. Yeah. And also, it didn't make sense that his ship was able to change Martin Short's face to look like uh, the cowboy that they yeah, locked up. Yeah, what is it? And then what? Is, why did? Why exactly? I know that they were they were catching the cowboy because he was a villain, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. But why did they? Why did he? 
why did um, Martin Short tie him up and leave him in a bathtub and they never came back for him? I think they just assumed, thinking about it later, that the hotel would eventually discover him. Yeah, that was weird. But then you have the issue of the cowboy knows what Meg Ryan and Martin Short look like. But the, Yeah, but well, well, my question would be for the, um, the ship changing Martin Short's face, why did he have to look like a cowboy? That made sense to me because the cowboy was there to make the deal to get the second ship that was needed mm-hmm. to save Dennis Quaid. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Well, and then and then this is another thing I didn't, and I think you kind of explained it to me yesterday, but the so I had an I had a I had a thought that maybe Martin Short would end up with Meg Ryan because of the way that. She remembered him. She remembered um, Steve. I'm sorry. What did I say, Steve? I always said Steve Martin. Um, Dennis Quaid's character because Martin Short was wearing his clothes. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So I thought naturally that Meg Ryan would go for Martin Short because she was the one who left Dennis Quaid. And then they enlarge him and he goes back to her. Dennis Quaid goes back to Meg Ryan. So I don't know. I don't understand that. Do you get that? I think because she was pregnant and they were through the situation, she realized that she almost lost Dennis Quaid. Yeah, I don't. I just, I still don't get the part why he had to go in her though, go into her body. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, so you understand what you understand where I'm getting at? Absolutely. I, yeah, I, I think you're spot on with this problem. <laughs> so I I got a question. Yes. You said you like the movie. So does my track record still stand or no? Of showing you nothing but good movies. Um, it it does. Okay. I mean, there's some that I think are a definite acquired taste. I I don't know that I want to see Shawshank Redemption again. Re- so, oh, oh, that's interesting because. Well, I mean, I understand it, why you do. If I had to guess, I would assume that that's probably your favorite film that I've shown you. But um, I would be wrong. I don't know that it. Is, well, it is a good movie. I'm not going to say it isn't. But I don't know that it would be my favorite film. I I haven't decided what that was. What it, that is. It's yet. one of the few movies that makes me cry when I watch it. Oh. Uh, well, it is. A, it is definitely a movie of re- redemption and freedom, and you know, I mean, it is. It it does really make you think. So far, what do you think the the best movie you've seen because of my because of me or my recommendation? Um. Wow, I got to think about that. Um, I have a definite answer if you ask me the same question about you. You have a definite answer? Of what the best movie I've seen because of you is. Okay. Uh, Let me think. Hmm... Well, I don't. I can't say what the best movie is because they're all. A lot of them were really, really good, so it's hard to say. Mm-hmm. But I would say that the top, one of the top ones would be um, the two Naked Gun movies. Ah, uh, yeah, I love Naked Gun. I'm okay. glad you do too. And what would you say for me? For me, it's Shrek. Really? Yeah, I thought Shrek was so good. When Shrek and Shrek Two. Shrek and Shrek Two, but I I probably give the edge just a little bit to Shrek One because I'd not been a accustomed to that world before then. Mm-hmm. But I thought Shrek was just great. Yeah. Yeah. But you also liked Ever After as well. Yeah, Ever After would be close. Okay. Yes. 
And then, okay, oh, we have to talk about, so we're done with Inner Space? Yeah, the one last thing I'd like to say about this film is, despite my problems with it, I'm glad I rewatched it, and this is going to sound odd, but part of me would like to see a sequel to this film. What are these characters like today? Mm-hmm. Is Dennis Quaid still getting drunk? Does Martin, did Martin Short get over his fears and become somebody who's a success in life, who got out of his own ways? Mm-hmm. Way Is Meg Ryan a successful reporter, or is she somebody who just became bitter? Right. I don't think we're ever going to see that happen because of Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid and because the film didn't do too well. Yeah. But I'd be interested yeah. to spend some more time with these characters again. Right. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good uh, um that's some good questions. Yes. Should we say quickly what happened Friday night? Well, we haven't even talked about the next movie. I know, but th- this is a Meg Ryan related topic. When we're asking uh, the Echo how much money Meg Ryan. Oh yeah, worth. yeah, yeah. So so we thought it was. Eight million dollars. Because sometimes the echo will mishear you and give you wrong information. And and I and then and then we found out it was actually forty five million. I'm like, okay, that sounds that sounds more like it. But before we found out it was forty five million, we kept asking different names of celebrities who have been associated with Meg Ryan, like Tom Hanks, Dennis Quaid, and seeing how much money they're worth compared to her. Yeah. And we started, you know, saying stuff to ourselves like. I wonder if they ever have parties where they get together behind her back and speculate what she's done wrong because she's <laughs> only worth $8 million more than I am. Yeah, but it sounds like she actually did well for herself. Yeah, she's done good, babe. She's done good, yeah. You she's... should be proud. I guess. And we la- watched her last hit movie. That we think is her last hit movie. Right. Because she did do a movie called Proof of Life. I heard it was good despite the... Um, the cost of it, or or the, how much it made. According to the Echo, it did not make a profit. But that's a story for another time, JLo. Right. Let's talk about you've got mail. Yes, you got mail. So I really like this movie, although it ha- it when you do watch it, it definitely does seem dated because this is around the time that the internet wasn't as um, up to date because of the because back then they had dial up. And this was like in, in the late 90s. And I'm like, oh, I hated that sound so much. I hated it. And, then, and I didn't start to really get into using the computer until 2002. And I hated it because nobody could call you. And if somebody was on a dial-up connection, you couldn't call them. Because the phone line would be taken. If they were, if, of course, because the landlines were still uh, being used a lot more than they are today. So... So that was part of it, but what I really liked about this movie, part of the part of the what I liked about the movie was the music. I thought the music was great. Do you want to give a little bit of backstory on the characters or no? Yes. So this movie was based. So I didn't know this, but um, someone explained to me that You Got Mail was based on a '40s movie called The Shop Around the Corner, which is about a, a little bookstore that has been around for a long time, and You Got Mail. Um, Meg Ryan owns a bookstore that was given to her by her mother. It was called The Shop Around the Corner. Not that far. I think it was across the street, right? Yes. Across the street was a store called Fox 
Fox Book Superstore, which was owned by Tom Hanks' character, Joe Fox. And when we start the movie, he's getting ready to open the Fox Bookstore, which is one in a chain of bookstores that he owns. Yep. So he is, you know, he is in competition with Kathleen Kelly, who's um, Meg Ryan, um, her store, the shop around the corner, and it's been around for years and years and years. And it's a, it's a, it's a really great children's bookstore. And um, they, they call her the story lady because she, the, the kids would come in and she would read them stories from books. And I thought that was, that was pretty cool. Um, but they're in competition. While they're in competition, there's some things going on in their lives. Um, Joe Fox, Tom Hanks, has a really self-obsessed girlfriend. She's kind of self-absorbed, would you say? Yes. Very, self, very self-absorbed. Um, and then uh, Meg Ryan's character, Kathleen, is with this guy, Frank, who... Greg Kinnear played. Yes, who Greg Kinnear played. And he ends up having a thing for this newscaster later on, and I don't have to get into that one, but it was kind of interesting how that ended. Um, so they're in, they're in relationships that are seemingly really, like, going nowhere, and Kathleen... So they're, they're both in a, a chat room messaging somebody except they don't know who they're messaging or at least Meg Ryan's character is not is has not figured it out until a certain part in the movie which I, I will not get into right now but um yes so that's that's my little uh that's my little synopsis so far despite my issues with inner space I liked it more than You've Got Mail, but I still enjoyed this film. Mm-hmm. You know, it, like Alana said, it does feel very, very dated to me. The characters are enjoyable. There are a few little minor things here and there, but overall it's good. One thing I noticed, babe, mm-hmm. and we kind of touched on this before we started recording. Yes. In this film... Tom Hanks plays a character named Joe Fox. Yes. Who's dating a woman named Patricia. Yeah, yeah. And Joe mm-hmm. versus the volcano, his character's name is Joe, and he ends up with a woman named Patricia. I thought that was very interesting. That is really funny, and I didn't even realize it until you mentioned it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's kind of funny how they played with characters' names. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was intentional or not, but I thought that was kind of cool. That is kind of cool, yes. Yes, it is. I would have liked it... If Meg Ryan would have realized sooner that the guy she's communicating with online was Joe Fox. Instead of it happening at the very end of the movie. You, you think so? But you said you liked how it ended. Though. I liked how it ended, but I think it would have been cool if we would have seen maybe a half hour of them actually in a romantic relationship together. I think it would have been... It would have put a lot... A different spin on the movie. But... Maybe you're onto something because even when he... So there's a scene where he goes to the cafe where she is supposed to meet him. He finds out it's her. Because Dave Chappelle because tells Because Dave Chappelle, his friend, tells her tells him, oh, by the way, if you don't like Kathleen Kelly, you're not going to like this girl because it's her, right? Mm-hmm. 
And then he goes into the cafe and he's like, oh, okay, well, isn't that interesting? You know, and he mentioned Pride and Prejudice, which she read like 200 over, times. You know, over 200 times. And she still couldn't figure it out. And she's like, well, the guy that's supposed to be here, you are not like him. And I'm like, wait a minute. She hasn't figured that out. And and I, and I explained to you, and you, she's like, you're like, well, how come, how come, uh, I forgot what you said. You asked me about why this hasn't, um, the story hasn't progressed. I said, yeah. well, because she hasn't figured it out that he was the guy from the cafe. We know that I'm guilty about rewriting movies when I think they could have been better. It's kind of annoying. Actually. Not to me. It's annoying to me in this in this uh, standpoint that I wish filmmakers would have realized this before I saw the movie. But mm-hmm. in any event, I also think it would have been re- interesting if he would have realized before he gave her the advice to go to war with him yeah. that it was Meg Ryan. So that way he could have told her, okay, you do this and you do this. And it ends up speeding up the loss of her business. So right. he just gives her wrong advice after wrong advice, right. knowing that it's her. I thought right. that might have been fun. That might have worked, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, and and still she couldn't figure out, you know, because she's like, did I tell you that I own a store? And I'm like, oh, she, he already knows that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, come on, come on. You, he already knows that. He saw you at the cafe. What do you think? And he, she still hasn't figured it out. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Is she not paying attention? Has she been awake for the last, you know, few months? I don't know. It's I, another issue I had with this film, and it's kind of a small one. Yeah. Near the end of the movie, Meg Ryan uh, and Joe Fox kind of become friends because her store is gone, and she realizes that she wants to become a publisher. Mm-hmm. Okay, the, re- the reason she realizes that it's Joe Fox... Who, who was her friend on the internet, mm-hmm. is because his dog has a name that the guy Br- on the internet's dog. Brinkley. Yeah, Brinkley. Yeah. Name has. So, if somebody has a dog and they're becoming good friends with Meg Ryan, you don't think that the, the dog is going to come up at all? Even if they're going to say, oh, I have this dog and I love my dog. You know what I, I mean? I think they wanted, I think, and this is just my, this is just my theory, so don't quote me on this. I just think maybe they wanted to keep the dog out of it and then that, they decided that that's going to be the way that she figures it out, which it could have been any other way, but I, I kind of, maybe you're on, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I, I don't know that. It would matter if he brought up the dog or not, honestly. Yeah. Now, having talked a lot about some of the things I don't like about the movie, let's talk about some of the things that really worked for me. Mm-hmm. I love the way her and Greg Kinnear break up in this film. Yes. Over dinner, and she's like, do you love me? And he's like, no. And he's like, do you love me? And she's like, no. And they kind of like laugh about it. I thought that that was a really cool way well, to have and, a breakup. And then before they break up, you know, he was being interviewed by the the newscaster and it was pretty obvious that he she was really into him Mm -hmm. and he's like she's flirting with you he's like no no he's not and she's like yeah i would really like is like yeah i i forgot what he said and she's like well i do too and and he's like she's like you know i'd really like to see you back here (laughs) 
<laughs> that it's pretty obvious that she's trying to lay on her ch- lay on the charm. Yeah. And um, what what I thought was really funny though is uh, when when uh, they break up and you know she you know she finds out that he's with that newscaster and and then um, you know he finds she finds out that. Um, that Joe's ex-girlfriend wants to hire her, Patricia. Uh, it was kind of weird, but... <laughs> Another thing I liked about the film... I First of all, I really enjoyed that when he's watching himself being interviewed on TV yeah. and talking about how horrible television is, yeah. he asks Meg Ryan if the VCR is recording him. <laughs> yeah. That's such a vain thing to do, but it's... Honestly, it's something I could see myself doing at some point. So, and then, and then, what about the time where um, Frank, um, Greg Kinnear's character, writes a, an article in the newspaper about um, her shop? Yeah, that was fun. It's like, <laughs> what else are you going to put in the paper? Everybody else is going to know about that. And I'm already thinking, oh yeah, it's going to end. It's going to end right there. Something else that really stood out to me, yeah, in a good way, was the scene in the elevator with Tom Hanks and Patricia. And the elevator. <laughs> I, I thought that was a cool scene. Yeah, and she's like, "When I get out of here, I'm go- I forgot what she said. They're like, "When I get out of here, I'm gonna marry." The the guy was like, "I'm gonna marry so and so. I mean, I I love her. I, I I owe it to I owe it to her to marry her." And then Tom Hanks starts speaking, and she interrupts him. Yeah. Oh, that's happening. So but she's times. so like self absorbed. Yeah. But she really thinks that. Joe Fox is like her, but it it turns out that he really isn't. He really isn't the jerk that you think he is in the beginning of the movie. Daphne Coleman was re- I I even though his part was small, he was good as Joe's dad. He still seems like a sleazeball though. But that's who Daphne Coleman is in films. Yeah. He plays that character the sleazeball so well. He does. Yeah. I also am glad that Meg Ryan was not able to save her bookstore. Because, because I feel in most romantic comedies, mm-hmm. especially of that era, mm-hmm. they would have be- become friendly competition, right? But she still mm-hmm. would have had the bookstore at the end of the movie. Yeah, and nothing would have changed. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I, I like stories that you, you root for the underdog, but I think in some ways it's good that the, the underdog doesn't always get what they want. Right. Because then that, that shows a lot of character. You know, like, oh, I have to start over again after losing my store. To the man she loves. Yeah. (laughs) Right. All right, Alana. Yes. We don't have to go here. Are we allowed to talk about the kids in this movie or no? If you say no, I'll drop it. No, I I don't think it's important. Let's just say, um, I'll just say it this way. Um, His joke... His his jokes at my expense uh, didn't really make me happy, and he uh, paid for it. Okay, so I won't give anything away, babe. I will say that an argument started over watching the kids in the film because Alana said something, and it 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 sparked it it sparked a heated debate yesterday. But I still love my G. Can I get a kiss? Now? Yeah. Okay. I love my table. Okay. Okay. Mm. okay. Okay. Stop. Stop. <laughs> you don't like it when I do that. It's it's kind of weird, Bubs. Okay. Um, 
have you thought more about my movie idea for Friday night of pairing Network with Chinatown? Um, I don't know. Um, I'm not too familiar with this actress. I'll think about it though. I mean, we still have, we still have like four days. Okay. Um, I won't, I won't uh, think too long about it. Um, what is the premise of uh, Network? There's this guy named Howard Bill. I might have told you this before, so I'll make it quick. Okay. He finds out that he's going to be fired. He's kind of this older anchorman for a national news channel. So imagine somebody like, I don't even know who does the news anymore, but imagine Tom Brokaw. Okay. Okay. Or, yeah, Tom Brokaw. Let's yeah. take him for an example. He finds out that he's going to be fired. He's a Tom Brokaw type. He gets on the air, and he just loses it. He has a meltdown on the show. Right. The ratings go up, so they decide to keep him on, mm-hmm. and the show gets weirder and weirder. And you said that was part of the the funny the part of why it's so funny, right? It's not really a funny movie. I know what, I've heard people refer to it as a comedy. Mm-hmm. But it's it's an interesting take on news, especially when you consider that it was made in the early 70s. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And was this um, a local news station? This is national. National news station. Talking big league, baby. Baby. Yes. Okay, and um, and, and that's basi- what, what network is. And what that, are- that's the basic premise, and Faye Dunaway is one of the executives at the network. Okay. And what about uh, Chinatown? Chinatown's a more complicated movie. Jack, it's, it's, first of all, Roman Polanski directed it, which by itself makes it a little bit, you know, an interesting film to talk about. Right. Uh, it's a great film, though. Jack Nicholson plays a detective in the 1930s who's investigating this case mm-hmm. that, as we go along in the story we learn involves John Houston and Faye Dunaway. Mm-hmm. Has to do with the water system and a few other things in the L.A. area. I don't want to give too much away. Okay. But I love the... I, I, maybe love is too strong a term. I think it's a really, really good film. It holds up well. And when did that movie come out? I want to say 74, around the same time the network was released. Like, they were released within a couple years of each other. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that is something I'll think about. Um, 70s movies are kind of interesting, actually. You didn't really watch a lot of them before we started doing our movie nights, right? Uh, not a lot. There may have been, I mean, maybe a few here and there, but not a lot, no. I think Carrie, the original Carrie, was out, was, uh, came out in the 70s. I have not seen it. I really do enjoy the book, though. You did, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, so the first Carrie, I believe, was played by Sissy Spacek. Hee hee. Hee hee. Um, I would not like that name. No. Um, but some people have it. Um, and then I think they made, like, a more up-to-date Carrie with, uh, I think she was played by Rachel Blanchard, but I think that came out, like, in the 2000s or 90s or something. I can't remember what it was, in it because they mentioned the internet. So, Yeah. Something, babe. Something like that. But they treated her really badly. Yes, they in did. In the book. Yes, they did. For whatever reason. And why, why, why exactly was Carrie teased a lot? 
Just because he was different. Ah. Uh, yes. Yes. It's more complicated than that, but that's a very simplistic answer. I just think, I mean, I think I remember hearing about the, the whole pig blood at the the prom. That was great, babes. Came down from the ceiling. Yes, yes, yes. So, so was that book, um, oops, sorry. Was that book scary when you read it? No, it's more like a fun read. I I never really gotten scared while reading a Stephen King book. Not even with it or. I didn't read it all the way through. I need to go back to it. Because I because I know that people have been afraid of clowns because of it. I think that that's just something people like to say. To me, he's not scary, but he's very fun to read. Yeah. Yes. Because Penny, because Pennywise the clown, I heard was scary. Uh-oh. You know what's interesting. Um, I'll just say I had a teacher with the same name. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how to interpret that, but that's something for another time, Jay Wool. There's no interpretation. Actually, I did have a teacher with the same name. Pennywise. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. I really enjoyed his book called On Writing. Oh, really? Which is on Bard. Mm. Yes. J-Lo. Yes. Have you had any interesting dreams? Um, since yesterday, since yesterday, not yesterday, but I think the other night I had this dream where my, did I even say this about my, my family, there was some kind of a wedding going on in my family. And then somewhere in the midst of all that, there was this guy, uh, um, my family was talking to this guy that wanted to kill himself or whatever it is. And it was, I don't think you told me that one. I think I mentioned it, but it was like. A weird thing that happened in the middle of the dream. He didn't kill himself, um, but it was odd. Um, that was probably the only dream I had that okay. I can remember. Okay, well, oh yeah, and then the other one. I think I may have mentioned this on the last episode, or it might have been. I may have mentioned these dreams. Come to think of it, in the last episode, we don't have to go into your dreams. I was just but wondering yeah. if you had any last night. No, not last night. But okay. I did think about the other two dreams I had. Oh, good. Prior to that. I'm proud of you, babe. Right. Yes. Is there anything else you want to say, J-Lo? No, I'm just kind of, I'm still a little tired. And I'm not allowed to talk about the uh, licking last night? What? No. Oh, okay. And it's not what you think, everybody. It really isn't. For love and waste. Anyways. Uh, No, 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 no. It's not what you think. It was a little bit. He he wants to make it um, more grotesque than it was beautiful act no i love you j-lo i'll just say that it didn't taste very good that's all i was gonna say about that but it wasn't where you think it would have been anyways guys anyways nothing else j-lo no all right so i think what we should do we should end this we'll kiss i'm almost (laughs) unpacking i'm gonna wash my face uh because i gotta leave because of the heat wave and then you're gonna walk me downstairs I might do that. Yeah, you're going to walk me downstairs, okay? I might do that. Okay. Yes. But I think I need a quick kiss. Mm. Mm. Stop! (laughs) Would you stop it? All right, babe. Until next time? Until next time, happy Sunday. Happy Sunday.